Welcome to Innovative Legal Leadership, the podcast where you'll hear from the world's most innovative general counsel and their leadership teams for their insights into the running of a Fortune 500 in-house legal department. The challenges, the wins, the roadblocks, the journey to date, and most importantly, what lies ahead. Let's get into the show. Hello, listeners. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm pretty excited today to bring to you a Thanksgiving special compilation. The topic we're going to talk about on this episode, I think is dear the hearts of every one of our guests. We've heard something from each one about diversity, equity and inclusion, what it means for them, what it means for their organisations. Let's kick off, shall we, with Harvey Anderson. Harvey Anderson, he's the Chief Legal Officer of HP. It was a cracking episode. Let's go straight in to see what Harvey said about diversity, equity, and inclusion. DNI, there's the hiring part, yep. but there's the inclusion part. So you got to get that right too. So how do you create an inclusive environment? So there's a bunch of practices. So if you don't have a lot of job openings, yep. you can still ensure that your environment is inclusive. And, and inclusive because you why? Because I want to get the best performance out of everyone that's there. And so we would go through these exercises of, and sometimes we gamify them in our, in our smaller meetings. Like, you know, when you're having your team meeting, you get points if you make an inclusive statement. So yes, and gets you a point, yep. you know, like that's all, or let me amplify that statement. All these practices, or even um, noting that there might be certain people that don't speak up in a meeting and going back and saying, Hey, you haven't said anything I'd like to hear really ask you to, to, to participate so that you create this inclusive environment. And why? Because you're trying to create belonging. And with belonging, you have the, the retention part, right? So Harvey's absolutely right, isn't he? When he talks about DNI being more than just about hiring, and that's a theme we'll hear more of with some of our other guests, it's about inclusion, okay? It's the work that you're doing after the hiring, creating an inclusive environment an environment that leads to um, uh, belonging. And let's face it, that's what we all want. Whether it's in our personal or professional lives, we want to feel like we belong, that we're safe, that our voice is being heard. And again, we hear more and more of um, those themes with other with our other guests. Let's have a listen to what Sabine Chalmers has to say. You might recall Sabine is the general counsel of BT in the UK and used to be the general counsel of ABNBEV. Let's have a listen to what Sabine says. One, in ensuring that you're understanding the diversity of your team and the needs, you know, that that brings so that you can make people feel that it is a team that you want to continue to stay in and learn and grow in and that there's a place for you. I think... Secondly, ensuring that for all our opportunities and positions, at very least, we ensure there's a diverse slate, right, that yeah. we're always looking at. And and also encouraging that more widely within the organization when we do talent reviews. And then finally, this, let me put it this way, the constant dialogue with our suppliers and our law firms and our providers around what are they doing when it yeah. comes to diversity. Of course, Sabine is absolutely right, isn't she? Um, an environment that you want to grow and learn in. That's part of, you know, it's a huge part of inclusion. And what I like about Sabine is, you know, she's talking about efforts of the legal department really going beyond legal and encouraging 
the entire organisation, the broader organisation, to be thinking in terms of diversity, equity and inclusion, and the constant dialogue with your law firms. This is not a set and forget. It is hard work, it's constant work, and that dialogue has to be maintained and has to lead to improvements. I absolutely agree with Sabine there. Next off, we're going to listen to Anne Kaplan and see what she says. You might recall that Anne is the Executive Vice President and General Counsel of Prudential Financial. Let's have a listen to what she says. We're going to go to a hybrid working environment. We've been so right. successful working in and, you know, where the vast majority of people will be hybrid. I, and I think the challenge there is making sure that people who aren't in the room feel as if they are included yeah. and just have to have a better skill set in there. But in some ways, you know, as much as I hate looking at myself in the little box, it is, yeah. you know, having everybody in the same size box is, a, is, is an equalizer. Interesting. Yeah. And, and actually, can, that, be actually. More inclusive and can be more inclusive. Yeah. I think we've also found that with remote working, we can throw a much broader net in terms of recruitment and the kind, the people yep. we can get and diversity, certainly geographically, but by definition of geographic, that means you can get a whole different kinds of skill sets that you can attract. I've got to love that about, and technology as an equalizer. I hadn't used that expression before, and I think she's absolutely right, being able to leverage technology to deliver on diversity you'll hear a bit more about that from Rishi Varma he's going to come up in shortly but the ability to view and leverage technology to achieve what you haven't been able to achieve in the past I think is a great initiative next off we're going to now listen to Phyllis Harris Phyllis one of my favorites you might remember that Phyllis is the general counsel and chief compliance officer at American Red Cross before American Red Cross Phyllis had a time as the head of legal ops at Walmart. Let's have a listen to what Phyllis says. Part of diversity and inclusion, you know, you got the diversity, you know, and that's the easy part. Looking at your staff, looking at the attorneys in your office, figuring out what you're going to do to bring more equity in hiring, how you're going to find the right candidates. That is easy. And when people tell me you're struggling with that, I'm like, you're just not trying hard. Not looking. Yeah. But, you know, the fundamentally more difficult piece is once you get them there, how do you make people feel included? And how do you really dismantle those things that are, you know, driving bad behaviors? I call it, you know, how do you begin to integrate what a wonderful woman that I've had the chance to get to know, Joan Williams says, you know, bias interrupters, you know, be it, how are you interrupting bias as you do your performance reviews? How are you interrupting bias as you assign those assignments that you know, whoever does this assignment and they do it well, their career is going to go to the top. So Phyllis is not mincing her words, is she? Diversity, that's the easy part. It's the inclusion that's hard. If you're struggling with the hiring of diversity, you're just not trying hard enough. And I think she's absolutely right. Gotta love the phrase bias interruptus. What are we doing? What's the organization doing? What's the team doing to make sure that you're interrupting, whether it's the conscious or the unconscious bias? That's a fantastic terminology. I loved listening to that. Next off, I've mentioned his name before. We've got Rishi Varma. Uh, Rishi is the general counsel of HPE. You're going to love what Rishi says about using technology to improve DNI. Have a listen. 
I need people to feel safe that they can be their yep. best selves in my department. And so it, it starts with the people you have today. It starts with the environment you create, but then you've got to foster an inclusive pipeline. So you've got to have, you know, we have rules in place. We have a Mansfield rule or a Rooney rule, and we have a diverse slate of interviewers for every candidate that we interview. And then you have to make sure that you, you know, you make your law firms walk the talk. And so you measure what is the level of diversity on HPE matters from this firm. You know, I, I know that they're all going to give me their statistics on how very diverse they are, but what about the matters that we're working on yep. by attorney, by paralegal, by hour? Because it matters to us that the people who are representing us also value those things. So a lot of things that we're, you know, we're, we're trying to attack it from a number of different angles, but I think first and foremost, it starts with the people you have today and how safe do they feel voicing these issues, how safe do they feel being themselves and, and how sure are we that we can at least raise visibility as much as possible to things that are so many unconscious biases. How about that? Using virtual reality to help and eliminate microaggressions and unconscious biases. I love that. Now that's that's using technology in certainly in a way that I'd never um, envisaged before to, to assist and help on achieving um, goals around diversity, equity, inclusion. I love Rishi's phrase about making law firms walk the talk at the matter level. All well and good to be doing surveys and um, speaking at a general level, but, but you know how are you staffing a particular matter? What is the team? And how are you meeting DNI goals in relation to that team? Uh, that really resonated with me. Next, you get to hear from Darren Zidell. Darren, the Executive Vice President and General Counsel at Aon. Listen to what he has to say. We are always focusing on diversity front and center and inclusion because it reflects who we are and who we want to be. And so it's not the kind of topic that, you know, should be covered once a year or, you know, a couple times a year. This is at every interaction. It needs to be front and center. We're doing everything we can to try and be even more diverse, even more inclusive than we are. When it comes to hiring from the outside, you can be sure we have a strong, strong regard for trying to bring in diverse talent. We make sure that we appreciate unconscious bias. We put people through training to make sure that that doesn't hinder our ability to bring the best people in. Our counterparties that we work with, law firms, technology suppliers, they know when they talk to us in connection with a new opportunity, they lead with this because yeah. they know that this is a priority item for us and we will insist on it. So I feel like we're doing our part here. As good as we are, I know we can do better, but I don't have to twist anyone's arms because our leadership team, our people, they're all bought in here. They believe in it. They know we're better if we are more diverse and more inclusive. And you know, I'm just really excited about the progress that we've been able to make in this, in this area. He's absolutely right, isn't he, Darren? D&I front and center. It's not a secondary thought. It's not a nice to have. You've got to put it front and center. And I love the way that Aon and Darren insist that their partners, those that they work with, are leading uh, with DNI. Next, we're going to listen to Vanessa Sutherland, um, Chief Legal Officer at Norfolk Southern Corporation. Have a listen to what Vanessa says. When you're championing um, initiatives, you have to look at what is the data today and what does that data tell you? 
And so when you ask, you know, what what do we do and how do we focus on it? One of the things that we did in the law department first was let's get a, a layout of where people are in their in the band levels. What is the socio-demographic level uh, of, of data that we have? Who's being promoted? From where are we hiring? Are we hiring from the same places over and over again? How are we doing on retention? How are we doing on, on um, morale? And let's take a look at our engagement surveys seriously and share the results and then get feedback from employees. Does that sound right to you? Does that, does that resonate with you and what yeah. do we do? And so we started having small group discussions. I am lucky to have a vice president of law who is also extremely committed to communication and transparency. So we, we can tag team and share that we share the data. And then we said, what are we going to do to make sure that we hire? And we started using recruiters. We started going to places that had not yet been tapped outside of just the typical HBCU and um, specific trade associations or uh, bar associations. And we started casting a wider net using social media yeah. more broadly, word of mouth, you know, et cetera. We wanted to make sure that from a retention perspective, we calibrated and worked with HR to make sure that people based on their backgrounds and resumes were in the right spot and that we hadn't missed an opportunity to change someone's band level or promote and just to make sure that there was equity there. And we, we took that very seriously and executed on it. We got small groups to tell us what kind of events would you like? Would you like to hear speakers? Yep. You know, what do you need from us to make sure that people understand the challenges with diversity and inclusion. So we started doing that with CLE. And from a retention perspective, you have to be willing to promote people laterally or make a path for them elsewhere in the organization if you don't have a way for them to move upward. Because you want talent and you don't want to lose the talent simply because you don't have a particular position yeah. in your organization. Holding ourselves accountable in that way and also making sure that we were trying to, and I, I use track loosely, but trying to monitor our progress on hiring, retention, and looking at those metrics for our department we also started to do the same thing for our outside counsel because they are an extension or a reflection of us. And we thought that that might be symbiotic because we wanted secondments and we want people who might be interested one day in coming in-house. So we sent surveys out to our outside counsel. What are you doing? What awards are you winning? What challenges are you facing? Where are you recruiting? How are you promoting? How are you cross-training? Yep. Cross-training is a big deal for me. And are you ultimately willing to partner with us as your client to make sure that the people you hire also feel like they have access to us and can grow and maybe one day want to work where we are. And so we've been doing that among other things to make sure that that what we think we're doing and, and we feel like we're doing is actually being borne out in data. Data. Data is so important. We have access to data today that we simply didn't have before. So what does the data tell us? Let's not guess. What does the data tell, tell us about who you're hiring, how you're hiring, how you're doing with engagement, the importance of data, whether you're collecting it by surveys or whatever the means, it provides for transparency, it provides for the level of communication and the insights that you need to be moving the needle on diversity, equity and inclusion. Next, we're gonna to listen to Vanessa Watson, Senior Vice President and Acting General Counsel at MasterGuard. Have a listen to Vanessa. 
So if as a corporation, I expect my law firms to present diversity, like you need to show me someone who is sort of um, your successor, <laughs> you know, yep. that's a minority. Yep. And if you don't have that pipeline because, you, you know, all of them have left because of your up and out model, yep. then you're struggling. And then you'll hear stuff like, oh, we can't find anyone or, or yeah. you know, you know, just just excuses for why they don't have diversity at the senior associate or the partner level. They're not able to staff our matters with diverse talent, right? Just excuses because of the model. So what end up happening in that case, just like we've seen disruptors across, you know, the Ubers and all yep. the fintechs in the, in the in the financial industry, I think there will yeah. be disruptors. And NAMWOLF is somewhat of a disruptor. Yeah. I, I was and we call... can actually do a lot more to yeah. disrupt that model yeah. instead of sort of following it so closely, right? So I think there's an op a real opportunity for NAMWOLF and other organizations to disrupt that model and give the corporations more of what they need. There you go, Vanessa. She doesn't mince her words, does she? Law firms, show me your pipeline of diversity and don't give me excuses. If your model is inconsistent with a diverse pipeline, then fix the model. And she's absolutely right. It's hard to have or, or to come up with excuses given how important this issue has been and how, how long it's been talked about in the industry. If you haven't fixed your model, if it's the model that's causing the problem, then fix the model. I, I, I love those insights. Um, otherwise, it's going to be the disruptors that will fix it for you. Next, we've got Akshay Verma. Akshay, of course, you recall, is the head of legal ops um, at now it's Meta, then Facebook. Have a listen to what actually has to say. So I can share this, but we, we decided to create a law firm diversity champion award, an annual yep. award based on the data that we were collecting. So we are now in year three of that program and it has evolved. It has grown. We've pushed our law firms to do better. We use, a, you know, again, this, I think this is why it's so well suited for the legal operations field to do this kind of a thing. It's very metrics based. It's data driven, right? Yep. We need to be able to measure progress, progress, diversity, progress. If you can even call it that in the legal industry, particularly yep. here in the United States is abysmal. You can look at the NALF statistics every year and kind of scratch your head and be like, well, all these firms say they're doing something. The industry says it's acting. Clients are pushing. We're not seeing any change no. in the equity partnership ranks. What is going yep. on? Yep. So that has been the foundation of the problem that we as a department wanted to address. We spend a lot of money on outside counsel. We have buying power. We have brand power. And from my perspective, being the kind of company that we are, we have a responsibility to do this. And there you go. We're hearing some themes again around data, being data-driven and pushing law firms to be better and pushing them probably harder than they've ever pushed before. And the focus that actually and the Facebook team have had on collecting that data and actually shouting out law firms for their diversity initiatives and the Champion Award, I think is a fantastic initiative. And we know, one thing we know about law firms, they love to compete and they hate to, hate to lose. So make it a competition. And that's exactly what Akshay has done at Facebook. Next, listening to Leslie Davis, the CEO of Namwolf. You recall that Namwolf is the National Association of Minority and Women-Owned Law Firms. Have a listen to what Leslie has to say. All that anyone is really asking 
is that the diverse firms get a fair shake and yep. that they also are given the opportunity to showcase their talents and get the work that they are experts in and that they are so deserving of. Because I think we do know that diverse teams yield better results. And so the GCs can really help all of the efforts and in particular help NAMWOLF by insisting that the folks who do their legal work really think about utilizing more minority and women-owned law firms. And obviously, I want them to be utilizing NAMWOL firms. And if they're being thoughtful and intentional about that, we will see the kind of increase in the diversity legal spend that I think we, you know, we need and the corporations need. Regardless of whether they know it or not, yep. they will get a better work product when you have a diversity of thought. Giving diverse firms a fair shake, okay? More opportunities for diverse firms. That's all she's asking for. And she must be right because it, it, there is no doubt the data shows better outcomes are delivered by diverse diversity of thought and diverse teams. So um, it's a no-brainer. Next, we're going to listen to Bruce Bird. Bruce, the Executive Vice President and General Counsel at Palo Alto Network. And you might recall previously, Bruce was also the GC at AT&T. Have a listen to what Bruce has to say. As a department and we as a legal industry here in this part of the American economy, we have plenty of opportunity to enhance diversity and inclusion in this yep. corporate legal space. And, you know, I'll, I have to start here. It's a fairly diverse group, but I think that that is something where you've got to make it one of your top priorities and put time on task, or it just becomes one of those nice things we'll do when we get to it. Yep. And that kind of kicks into a, another theme about building great teams around you. Never has there been a successful general counsel without a great team around them. And that goes for any kind of senior position. What do you look for, Bruce, when you're building that team or add it, look, looking to add, increase the gene pool? What are you looking for out there when building a great team? Well, I'd say that if I was picking like the top characteristics, I yep. you'll just assume, right, that it'll be you'll you'll want highly qualified people and yep. you know, all of that. And of course, I have when I speak of diversity, I don't just mean a narrow concept. I like the diversity of opinions, diversity of experience, diversity of, you know, perspective. We've heard that before, haven't we? And he's absolutely right, Bruce. Um, make D and I a priority. Otherwise, it's not going to get done. It's like anything in life. It's like anything in work. Unless you prioritize and unless you're deliberate about your goals and how you're going to achieve them, it's just going to it's just going to fall by the wayside. I think Bruce is absolutely right. All well and good to be talked about, but make it a priority and see the results that will follow. Next, you're going to listen to Tom O'Neill, currently a partner at Jenner and Block, but you recall Tom was previously the Senior Vice President and General Counsel at Exelon. Have a listen to what Tom has to say. You know, another yep. thing that I think is important, its it overlaps with legal ops, but, you know, if you're talking about diversity and inclusion, you know, like a lot of companies, uh, you know, we, we measured what our firms were doing. We had some accountability, bonus kind of things or recognition. 
But when I think about you know opportunities, we were talking about how to how to know the business better. I, I it's a bit of a separate topic, but you know there's real opportunities for the GCs as well as the firms because we, we both have the common goal of improving diversity in the profession. Yep. You know, GCs have a pulpit there; they have a voice that matters, and the, the firms have needs and, and and opportunities. And I think that you know when you're measuring, and then you you think about what concrete actions as a GC can you take to support the growth of firm lawyers, including diverse lawyers, to know your business? You can kill two birds with one stone or more, more so in a lot of ways there. And it kind of ties back to how you run your shop, whether you call that legal ops or not. And, and, and I had quite a bit of experience and was really interested. Um, I was on the LCLD board when I was at Exelon and really spent some time in that organization and really thought about, all right, you know, it's not just an Exelon problem, but for our firms, what can I do? I love that insight from Tom about a common goal of improving diversity in the entire profession. So it's not just up to the law firms and it's not just up to the GCs at the in-house teams, but the general counsel and the senior legal leadership teams um, at the clients taking concrete actions and taking ownership and doing what they can as clients to help facilitate law firms getting to where they need to get to. I think that's a fantastic theme. And finally, I'm going to finish off with, I know you're not meant to have favourites, but I've got a little bit of a favourite here. Louise Pentland, of course. Louise is the current Executive Vice President, Chief Business Affairs and Legal Officer at PayPal. Uh, Louise is one of those people that you connect with, speak to, and then you've got nothing but full admiration. And when you reflect on your own life, you think, God, I I can do better. And that's that's what Louise did for me. She made me think, I can do better. You know, I've been at PayPal six years and you sort of, you know, not to kind of get sort of, you know, fatalistic in any way. But one of the things that I think about is, you know, it shouldn't take a passionate few individuals to continue the mission. Right. Yeah. What I strive for is that I'm an ambassador for DNI, and that those things will outlive me or my CEO and that those things continue. And we should be at, you know, 50-50 or, you know, higher in terms of diversity because what we have learned without any question of doubt is that our products, our services, our capabilities, our team spirit is significantly better when we have diverse teams. And I don't just mean, you know, only ethnic gender. I mean, people who come from different socioeconomic backgrounds, who've lived different life experiences, that's what makes our products stronger and that they're, they're not homogeneous because we as people are not homogeneous. And of course, Louise is absolutely right. D&I has to outlive the, the chief legal officer, the CEO, the individual um, proponents or ambassadors. It's got to be part of the DNA of an organisation. If we're going to make a real difference, it has to be the way of working, the way of 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 delivering everything, your product, your services. Um, it's got to be ingrained because it can't just be on the shoulders of, of a few. It has to be, as I say, part of the DNA of the organisation. So listeners, there you have it. Extracts from my guests on how they're making a difference. So I hope you've enjoyed it. I've certainly had a great time putting it together. 
it's really given me a chance to reflect on the importance and, and how essentially we can all be better in our own organizations and what we can be doing. So the initiatives that you put in and the culture and the people that come in, the, the, the safe environment that you create so diverse voices can all be heard, they feel like they can belong and they feel like they are part of, of the organization and that feel like they're being listened to. It is key. It's something that we've all got to work on on a daily basis because it, it won't happen overnight. We know we've all got work to do, but I'm really confident with people like the guests that I've I've been speaking to and the, you know, the passion and commitment they show to moving the needle on diversity, equity, inclusion. I'm hopeful and I hope you are too. So listeners, thanks again for joining me. Um, Have a great Thanksgiving and uh, we'll catch up next episode. Thank you listeners for tuning into the show. For more, please subscribe to the show in your favourite podcast player. If you or someone you know would make a great guest on the show, please connect with me, Jim, the host of the show, via email, jim at pursuit, P-E-R-S-U-I-T dot com. We'd love to hear from you.